Welcome to the Sports Dom Podcast, or the STP Pod for short. No politics, no drama, no arguing. Just two guys talking sports. I'm your host, JJ Peters, and my co-host is Michael Menser. Michael's not here today, but he will join the pod sometime in February. Michael is the host of the YouTube gaming channel, Angry Turtles. Go check him out on YouTube, subscribe, comment, and leave a like. Now remember, this is our last Friday episode. After this week, we will just be releasing episodes on Wednesday. Today on the pod, we will talk about UFC 258 preview, NFL Championship Weekend, NHL scoreboard, and much more. And now, it's time for a sports update. Michael Brantley is returning to the Houston Astros in a two-year, $33 million deal. Brantley originally was going to sign with the Blue Jays, according to multiple reports. However, he never reached an agreement with Toronto. Brantley's former teammate, George Springer, signed with the Blue Jays on Tuesday, and it was first reported that the Astros' left fielder and DH was going to join him. Both Springer and Brantley shared the same agent. Number 23 for the Astros had played with Cleveland and Houston before signing with the 2017 World Series champs in 2019. His best season was in 2014 when he finished third in the MVP voting. He is a three-time All-Star and a former Silver Slug Award winner. The news was first reported by ESPN's Buster Only. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes still remains in concussion protocols. However, the 2018 league MVP did practice on Wednesday, but was limited. He was listed with a toe-slash-concussion injury. The Super Bowl MVP left the third quarter of the game versus the Browns last Sunday and did not return in the win. The Chiefs held on to beat the Browns 22-17, led by backup quarterback and veteran Chad Henney. Late in the game, the veteran ran 13 yards in a third and 14, then got a huge fourth down conversion when he found Tyreek Hill. Reported first by NFL Network's Ian Rappaport and former Rappaport, the former Texas Tech product is expected to play in the AFC Championship game. Longtime sports analyst for Fox Sports, Colin Coward, even said that the league should postpone the game if Mahomes is not able to play. The Chiefs play the Bills this Sunday night for a trip to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, Florida. Derek Cope will race at Daytona this February. Cope will become the third oldest driver in Daytona history. He will race for Rick Ware Racing, driving the number 15 Chevrolet Camaro. The 62-year-old is from California and won the Daytona 500 in 1990. That same year, he won the race at Dover. He hasn't won a race since then. The last time he completed a race was in 2018 at the Southern 500, where he finished 33rd. This will be Cope's last race at Daytona. The Great American will, Great American Race will take place on February 14th, 2021. Fox will broadcast the event, and the race will begin at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. There has been another NBA game postponed. It's the Wizards again. The Wizards versus Bucks game scheduled for Friday, January 22nd, has been postponed for the league because Washington did not have the required eight players to participate in the game. The Wizards have now been off for 10 days, which is the longest streak for any team not to play. This is the 17th game canceled this year in the NBA. Most likely, the Wizards will play the Spurs this Sunday. NBA players can no longer hug after and before games, according to ESPN's NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. He also reported it will be likely a two-week window for now. Players will also not be allowed to have interaction with other players pregame and postgame. There have been 11 new positive cases this week in the NBA. According to multiple sources, the league still has no plans to cancel or postpone the season. The Pac-12 and Commissioner Larry Scott have mutually parted ways. Larry Scott will step down on June 30th. Scott will take over or took over in 2019 after leaving professional tennis. Scott sent an email to all the teams in the Pac-12 and told them, he has decided to part ways with the league, despite the fact the Pac-12 extended him through 2022 back in 2017. 
He was hired in 2009. The league at the time was hoping that Scott would bring back the Pac-12 to relevance. However, that did not come to fruition. The Pac-12 has struggled the last few years, particularly in football and basketball. The new commissioner will most likely be brought in to fix the Pac-12 problems. There is still no word yet on who the Pac-12 will try to hire and replace Larry Scott. The former Green Bay Packers general manager Ted Thompson has passed away at the age of 68 on Wednesday night. Thompson was most famous for drafting Aaron Rodgers in 2005 and trading away Brett Favre in 2008. He was the GM from the Packers for 2005 to 2017. Before that, he was the vice president of football operations with the Seahawks from 1999 to 2005. Thompson was hired in 2005 as the Packers GM and was there till 2017. Thompson stepped down a year after that and became an advisor. The next year in 2019, Thompson was inducted into the Packers Hall of Fame. Many Green Bay Packers players such as Aaron Rodgers sent their condolences to the Ted Thompson family. He will be greatly missed by the Packers organization. The Philadelphia Eagles have hired their next coach. The Eagles have hired Indianapolis Colts offensive coordinator Nick Sirianni. Sirianni has been the Colts offensive coordinator for the last three seasons. Before that, he was the quality control coach, wide receivers coach, quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator, and now he's a head coach for Philly. The Eagles fired Doug Peterson after five seasons despite Peterson winning the Super Bowl in 2018, the franchise's only championship. Indianapolis head coach Frank Wright was the offense coordinator for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl and had a great relationship with quarterback Carson Wentz. Many analysts are believing that the Eagles hired Serrania because of quarterback Carson Wentz. The Eagles struggled last year and finished 4-11-1. Despite the season, the Eagles, quarter, Eagles benched Carson Wentz and replaced him with rookie second-round draft pick Jalen Hurts. It seems like the Eagles want to keep the former number two overall pick that they drafted in 2016 and gave him a very hefty contract. Notre Dame football has been placed on a one-year probation by the NCAA. It was, viola- it was for violating NCAA recruiting rules. A former assistant for the Fighting Irish had contact with a high school junior before July 1st. The former assistant told the recruit they were interested and also sent text messages with another recruit that were both prohibited by the NCAA. They will face both level one and level three violations that also include head coach Brian Kelly. The other fouls that Notre Dame will face are football official visits will be reduced for the upcoming season. Unofficial visits will be reduced for 14 days. They are not allowed to recruit that certain product or certain prospect. They can't recruit anybody from Seattle High School off campus for the whole football coach staff during the upcoming season. The Pittsburgh Steelers have signed Dwayne Haskins. The Pittsburgh Steelers have signed quarterback Dwayne Haskins to a one-year contract. Haskins was cut by Washington in December after losing to the Carolina Panthers. According to multiple sources, Haskins will likely be Roethlisberger backup if Big Ben comes back and doesn't retire. The former Ohio State product was drafted by the football team in the 2019 NFL Draft with a 15th overall pick. Owner Dan Snyder wanted to draft Haskins and also knew him because he went to the same high school as his son did. In his rookie season, he did not play much. However, because of injuries to other quarterbacks, Washington had no choice but to start him. The 23-year-old was, was fined twice this year and had his captain role stripped. Eventually, head coach Ron Rivera decided to part ways with a former first-round pick. In his career, he's thrown 12 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 2,804 yards, and a 60.1 completion rating. Haskins will replace Josh Dobbs, who is a free agent, and Dalvin Hodges, their other quarterback, is likely gone as well. Dwayne Haskins has the same agent as head coach Mike Tomlin. Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? 
There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. The third PGA tournament of the 2021 calendar year is this week. The Career Builders Challenge Day 1 happened on Thursday. The event is played at PGA West Private Clubhouse and Golf Course. There are many big names that include Scotty Scheffler, Abraham Anser, Jason Walker, C.T. Pan, Zach Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Keegan Bradley, Phil Mickelson, Brent Snedeker, Ricky Fowler, Cameron Davis, Jason Duffner, and Tony Finau. I will give you all the action on PJ on the PJ Tour for day one. Now, remember, this recording was done before the end of round one. Currently, the leaderboard after day one is Brandon Heggie, Ben On, Siwoo Kim, Martin Lard, and Max Homa. The first question is, who could be the dark horse to win the event this week? Well, I don't know if he's necessarily a dark horse, but I think Cameron, or not Cameron Davis, I think Abraham Anser has a big shot to win this event this week. Not a lot of people are talking about him. Currently, he's tied for 40th place at three under par. There's a very good shot of him winning this. I like him as the dark horse of the event. Who has shocked you so far? Well, he's in first place right now, Brandon Heggie. I didn't know much about him before the tournament began, and after day one, he's at eight under par. That's pretty incredible. He is, he has been the one that has shocked me so far. Who has this been the most disappointing? Well, there's a few guys like Ricky Fowler, Phil Mickelson, Jason Duffner, but I'm going to go ahead and we say Kevin Na because he did win last week, and I thought he could take his momentum from last week to this week, but it's not going so well. He's at two over par currently, and he's tied for 132nd place. So I've been kind of disappointing on Kevin Na. Um, can someone come out of the top 20 to win? Uh, certainly they can. Um, but I think currently right in the top one, I think top 86 are all at least one under par. So whoever does, if they, if someone does come out of the top 20 to win, they have a lot of ground to make up. So there's a good chance that could happen, but they have a lot of ground to make up. Um, and last but not least, what golfer do you predict to win this week? Well, as you know, I said, Abraham answer could be the dark horse, but I'm going to go ahead and say Cameron Davis right now. He's tied for 17 at four under par. He's got some ground to make up, but I really like this young golfer. I think he has a chance to win. This will probably all blow in my face, but right now I'm going to go ahead and say Cameron Davis likely will win this event. Let's get you an update on all the scores in the NHL from Wednesday night. There were some games on that included the Oilers Maple Leafs, Sharks Blues, Wild Ducks, Canucks Canadians, and the Golden Knights versus the Coyotes. The Oilers edged out the Maple Leafs 3-1. The Sharks beat the Blues 2-1 in a shootout. The Wild took down the Ducks 2-1. The Canucks also won in a shootout by beating the Canadians 6-5. And the Golden Knights took down the Coyotes easily 5-2. It's championship week in the NFL. The AFC and NFC championship game will be played on Sunday, or this Sunday on CBS and Fox. It all starts off in the NFC championship game as Tom Brady, the six-time Super Bowl champion, travels to Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game on Fox. Then Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs will host the Buffalo Bills for the AFC Championship game on CBS. It seems like the Packers and Chiefs are the favorites to play in the Super Bowl 55, but all I can say right now is both games are going to be great to watch. As of right now, it seems like Patrick Mahomes will be cleared, will clear protocol and play this Sunday. 
Let's begin the NFL Championship Weekend Preview. First of all, who is the better quarterback, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Well, in history, Tom Brady is the better quarterback. And I think history will show once Aaron Rodgers retire, we'll still say Tom Brady's the better quarterback. But this year, it's been Aaron Rodgers. He most likely will win his third league MVP. That's that's pretty obvious. But if you look at their whole career, Tom Brady's the better player. He won six Super Bowls. Um, he's got three league MVPs, uh, like what, 16 or 17 Pro Bowl selections. I mean, this guy is just off the charts. And I saw a crazy stat recently saying that in 22 or 23 years as the head coach for the Patriots, Belichick has one win without Tom Brady. In one year since Tom Brady left the Patriots and Bill Belichick, he's got two playoff wins. So he's got more playoff wins in less amount of time than Belichick does with more time. It's just crazy what Tom Brady's been able to do in Tampa. But overall, Brady's the better quarterback, but right now it's Aaron Rodgers. What offense has the better game? Well, I think Tampa will because they'll have the ball more. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will use the strategy of let's run the clock. Let's basically let's win the time of possession and let's not give Aaron Rodgers and the Packers the ball. Let's just do everything we can to use the clock. Use eight or nine minutes off every time, run the football and don't turn it, turn it over. So I say the Buccaneers have the better offense just because they're trying to contain that lethal offense in Green Bay. Um, what team has more turnovers? Well, I definitely don't think this is going to be, I don't think neither team will turn the ball over. Maybe both teams will turn it over once, but I can't see much turnovers happening in this game. I could see them tying both having one, but I just don't see any them really turning the ball over. I can't see Brady or Rogers throwing interception or Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones fumbling. I just can't see that happening. Um, will this game be high scoring? Well, I think so. I think both teams are at least going to be scoring in the twenties. I could see the overall points being like, what, 55. But uh, I could definitely see this high-scoring game, especially when you have guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. We don't, definitely don't get to see it. It's the first time we've ever seen it, seen it in a postseason match. Um, but I definitely think this is definitely going to be a high-scoring game. And um, I think it's least both teams are at least going to reach at least 55. Um, can the Buccaneers defense stop or contain Aaron Rodgers? Well, I don't think they can stop him. I don't think any defense can really stop Aaron Rodgers, but I think they can certainly contain him. The Buccaneers off defense, I feel like has been able, has been carrying the Buccaneers offense. And that's not to say that the offense for the Buccaneers isn't good because it's, it's good, but that defense is so good. And they were able to force what four turnovers from the saints. And I understand Drew Brees is not the same, but, uh, that defense is good, and I think they can at least contain Aaron Rodgers. And last but not least, who wins this game? Well, this isn't a very popular opinion, but I say the Buccaneers win this game. I just can't bet against Tom Brady. I thought this, well, I thought the Buccaneers were going to beat the Saints, but I was kind of hoping Drew Brees would get that second Super Bowl ring just to end his career, but that's not going to happen. But I just like the Buccaneers in this game just because Tom Brady's on a tear right now. That defense is great. And if Chris Godwin won't doesn't drop any passes, I think they're fine. And overall, I thought about 55 points would be scored in this game. So I can see the Buccaneers winning 31-24 for Green Bay. Not a very popular opinion, but I like the Buccaneers in this game. And by the way, the last time the Packers hosted an NFC Championship game was in 2008 when they lost to the Giants in overtime 23-20. Now we head to the AFC Championship game where the Chiefs take on the Bills. Does Patrick Holmes play this Sunday? Well, that's the uh, that's the big question right now. And I think Mahomes is going to play because he's a competitor. Um, he's the best player in football right now. He's the face of the NFL and just the face of football in general. So I think he's going to play. 
And um, he did have a limited practice on Wednesday. There was no word on Thursday, but Mahomes is going to play. He's very, he's, he's competitive. I just can't see him not playing on Sunday. Can the Bills defense stop the Chiefs offense? Oh no, they can't. I mean, the Bills defense isn't bad, but it's not going to be able to stop them. They were surprisingly able to stop the Ravens offense, but this Chiefs offense is at a different level than any team in the league. And I don't even know if the Bills can contain him. So the Bills needed to kind of do basically keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand and be able to run the football, which Buffalo really can't do that. So I think that's kind of a disadvantage for the Bills. But I don't think the defense can stop the Chiefs offense. To be honest with you, no NFL team can. How well does Josh Allen play? I think he plays good, but he doesn't play great. And that reason is because I think he throws at least one or two interceptions. I think the crowd will definitely be a factor because they have at least 50 or 20,000 fans there. And the Bills usually don't have that much fans because they're in New York and, you know, the state is more restrictive, but I just can't see Josh Allen playing well. I think I could see him playing good, just not great. And I think that's kind of a huge, huge disadvantage for the Bills. Um, If the Chiefs win this game and go on to win the Super Bowl, are they the next NFL dynasty? I think they are. I mean, they. I think a lot of people were saying they'd be the next Patriots after they beat the 49ers last year in the Super Bowl. Um, no one can really stop this team. It just it's gonna be hard. Just it's just gonna be hard for any team to be able to beat the Chiefs. And um, I could definitely see them being the next dynasty. I could see them winning at least three or four more Super Bowls. It's gonna be crazy to see what happens with this Chiefs after the after um after about 15 years. And last but not least, who wins this game? Well, I have the Chiefs winning, and I say they win 34-24. Um. A lot of people like the there's a lot of people that like the Bills, but I think that's just because they're not sure on what they'll see from Patrick Mahomes and if he's 100%. I don't think he's 100%, but he's still the best player even if he's not 100%. So, I mean, I just can't see the Bills winning this game. I like the Chiefs 34-24. I think Mahomes throws at least 250 yards. He throws probably three touchdown passes. Josh Allen probably throws a touchdown, probably throws what 270, but he probably throws two costly interceptions. And that's the huge difference in the game. So I think the Bills or the Chiefs win 34-24 advance to the Super Bowl, where I think they'll end up beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm going to say that score is pretty high scoring as well, but I say the Chiefs beat the Buccaneers in Super Bowl 55-41-24. He's back. The most polarizing athlete in UFC history is will be back in the octagon on Saturday night. Fifth-ranked lightweight and former champion Conor McGregor will take on the number two-ranked Dustin Poirier for UFC 257. This will be the first fight for Conor McGregor since early 2020 when he knocked out Cowboy Donald Cerrone in less than one minute. This will be Dustin Poirier, a.k.a. the Diamonds, first fight since June when he defeated Dan Hooker in unanimous decision. All I can say is this is going to be a great fight and I can't wait to watch it. The main card for UFC 257 will start at 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. If McGregor wins, does he get a knockout or does he win a unanimous decision? I think he's going to win in a knockout, and I say he beats Dustin Poirier in round two, knocks him out there. Again, I think if the only way McGregor wins, in my opinion, is if, well, I guess he could win unanimous decision, but with how Conor McGregor fights, he's going to knock him out if he wins. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty quick fight. Again, I think he wins in two rounds, and it'll be early second round. It won't be in the late second round or not, but I think it's going to be in two rounds, and he's going to make quick work of Dustin Poirier. Now, Dustin Poirier is a very good fighter. We shouldn't. Um, we shouldn't uh, make him less, but Dustin Poirier is good, but I think Conor McGregor is, at, is the better fighter. Um, can Dustin Poirier keep up with Conor McGregor? I think he can. 
hey, he's got a good chance to. Now, he needs to be able to just go the distance, I think, and then eventually tire out McGregor, which is very hard to do. But if he can tire out McGregor and just go the difference and not take too many hits in the first few rounds, I think he'll be fine. If McGregor or Poirier win, do they fight next for the belt? I think they will, and I think they'll end up probably fighting Justin Gagey, who lost to Habib Nurmagomedov at UFC 254 in submission. So I think whoever these two win, I think they get a chance to fight for the vacant belt, unless Habib Nurmagomedov wants to fight again. Now, it doesn't look like he wants to. Dana White spoke with him last Saturday before UFC on ABC, and didn't look like Nurmagomedov wanted to fight again, or at least for now. Dana White secretly wants to have McGregor, or he doesn't secretly want. I think he he wants McGregor to fight Nurmagomedov for the belt very soon, but I'm just not sure that's going to happen. But I think whoever wins this two fight will fight for the belt. A lot of people were kind of shocked that this wasn't for the belt, but I think whoever wins will probably end up fighting Gagey for the vacant belt, unless Nurmagomedov wants to fight again. Will this card be one of the most electric fights this year in the UFC? I think it will because it's got Conor McGregor. Now, when he fought Cowboy Cerrone, that was that was electric. Of course, UFC 249 with Justin Gagey and um, Tony Ferguson, that was very electric. But I think this has a big chance to just because Conor McGregor is in the fight. And Conor McGregor is one of the most popular, just the most popular fighter, period. Um, can Poirier win and how? Well, again, he needs to be able to go the distance. He can't take too many hits from McGregor. He's got to avoid him and just somehow last three rounds at least, because as you know, McGregor, he wants to knock you out right away. He wants to make quick work of you. If Poirier can avoid that and take it to the distance, going to maybe the fourth or last fifth round, I think Poirier has a very good chance to win if he does that. Now he can't go out there and do what McGregor wants him to do, because that's going to be an easy win for McGregor. Um, Predictions for this fight. I think McGregor wins and gets him out in the early second round. Again, McGregor, a lot of people are saying that McGregor could knock him out in the first round. And people are kind of taking Dustin Poirier lightly. Dustin Poirier is a very good fighter. I mean, he's ranked number two for a reason. Um, he fought Dan Hooker really well, which at the time was ranked third. Um, he fought Nurmagomedov. Did all right. Didn't do great, but he did all right. So I think Poirier has a very good chance to win this fight. But at the end of the day, I just think McGregor's too strong. And he wins in two rounds, gets him knocked out. I think this is going to be a great fight. I can't wait to watch it. Don't forget to watch it. It starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. The main card does for UFC 257 on ESPN+. Thanks for listening to the Sports Town Podcast, or the STP Pod for short. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and much more. We release new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate. Thank you.